0: Welcome to the Curate Your Life podcast with Demetria, where we focus on curating the life you've been dreaming of, one goal at a time. I've been thinking about that, and I really want to say in that opening, one vision at a time, but I don't want somebody to tune into this podcast and think think that we're talking about visions and things like that. I do want you to have a vision for your life and I want you to break those down and go for that vision one smaller vision at a time. So I'm thinking about that. So you may tune in at some point and you may hear me say, welcome to the Curate Your Life podcast with Demetria, where we focus on curating the life you've been dreaming of one vision at a time. We'll see. Y'all can let me know what you think about that. But we're back today, and we are doing the second in our series on self-care, and this one is going to be around protecting your time, and we're talking about self-care over the next few episodes, and last week, I talked about what self-care is and isn't, so if you haven't listened to that one, go back and listen to that one. It's not very long. It's about 17 minutes or so, but I talked about Maslow's hierarchy of needs and the fact that self-care is really making sure that those basic needs are met and that you have enough in the tank to do the things that you want to do. And when I say enough in the tank, I'm talking about enough energy, stamina, enough wherewithal to go and Do the things that you want to do and create what you want to create in this life. And one of the other things, I'm getting a little bit off track here, but one of the other things, when I talk about creating a life that you love, creating a life that you dream about, I would assume, I would guess that most people out there are dreaming about creating lives that are Bigger than just I want to live in a fancy house and drive a fancy car. I think most people out there really want to have purpose and give back and leave something bigger behind, something better behind. So when I talk about creating a life that you love, that's what I envision, creating a life where you can do what you were meant to do in this world and you can share your unique gifts with this world and feel fulfilled and happy and um, joy. So that's what I'm talking about there and I'm not even sure how I got off on that topic. But anyway, we're on the self-care series and I was talking about this with some friends and we were exploring and talking about what self-care is and is not. And we came up with three levels of self-care, or as we were talking about it and they were saying what self-care, what they thought self-care was, and I was talking about what I thought self-care involved. I broke it down into three levels of self-care. Foundational self-care, pampering self-care, and indulgent self-care. So indulge me for a minute while I tell you how I see those. And if you agree or disagree, let me know, because I was thinking about some of these things that I listed as indulgent self-care and somebody else could come along and say, you know what, that is absolutely my baseline and get out of here, lady. So anyway, foundation, and these are my ideas of what I think about self-care. So foundational self-care would be things like sleep hygiene. And we'll talk about that later. People are like, what? Sleep hygiene. But it's like having a good sleep routine because that's really important. So foundational self-care. Sleep hygiene, doing things like doctor's visits, taking care of your body and moving your body, good basic nutrition, um, connecting with loved ones, managing your inner circle of people and the people that you spend time with, managing and protecting your time, which is the one that we're going to dive deeper into today. Um, So it's like transition time, downtime, time off, caring for your environment, the place where you or the places where you spend the most time, asking for help, taking care of your mental health, knowing what you want from your life and why. I think that is self-care. So those are some of the ideas around what I would call foundational self-care. Pampering self-care would be things like manis and petties, luxurious baths, massages, facials, long brunch with your girlfriends, a cleaning service, grocery delivery, delegating tasks, things like that. Indulgent self-care, in my book, what I would think would be a spa trip. First class on an airplane, personal chef, someone who will anticipate what you need or the task and delegate that or take care of that. So those are some of my ideas of indulgent self-care and pampering self-care and foundational self-care. And again, like I said, Somebody could come along and think that my list of indulgent was absolutely necessary and it could be for their life. That could be what self-care means for them. So one of the things that I want you to think about as we go through this series is what self-care means to you. And I said in the first episode that one of the best, most basic forms of self-care Could and should be, in my opinion, asking yourself from time to time, what do I need? And then listening to the answer that comes up for you and not judging that answer. So I do this kind of on a regular basis through journaling and planning. Every morning I sit down and I journal and I get Kind of all the thoughts out of my head. I sometimes write down how I want my day to go, what I want that day to look like, what I want to accomplish in that day. But I get it all out of my head. And in that time and space, I give myself permission and the space to think about what I want and what I need. So I do that regularly. But I think. Just a basic form of self-care for anybody could be really taking the time to think about what you need and what you want from life. And it's not selfish. It's knowing what's important to you. And when you know what's important to you, you can figure out how to get it, what how to have that in your life. And that's kind of the whole Curate Your Life program. But back to self-care and how protecting your time is a form of self-care. So what do I mean by protecting your time? We have limited time, right? And actually some people would not agree with that. They would say that time is fluid. And actually I do believe that time is something that we have put parameters around. We have created this calendar and what a week is, and what a weekend is, and what all of that means. So today we're talking about self-care and how protecting your time is a form of self-care. And so what do I mean about protecting your time? I'll start with planning. And I know that y'all know that I love to plan, and I think that planning is freeing When you sit down and plan your weeks and plan your days, it frees up mental space because you know what you are doing. It frees up the possibility to be spontaneous. And I know people are like, how is that possible? When you know what's coming up and what you have to do and when you're going to get that done, if something comes up and you need to pivot, you can easily see where you can fit in the things that you were supposed to be doing during that pivot. It gives you the space and the ability to address the things that come up, the unforeseen, because you know what should be happening and you can determine if what should be happening is more important than the thing that has come up. You know if you can shift things around you can see what possible consequences may be. I think that planning helps you to do more efficiently. It helps you know when your downtime will be, when you have your free time. It helps you know when you're gonna accomplish something so you don't have all of that churning in your head. So planning frees up mental space and capacity for other things. You don't have that constant nagging to-do list in your mind. So I think that's one way that planning is self-care. It gives you clarity and it makes your life run smoother. Another way of protecting your time and taking care of yourself is saying no. Being okay with not giving that time to someone else or something else just because they ask or just because it looks like it's something that has to be done it's okay to say no to people who are making requests of your time it's your time to do with what you need to do i have right now a lot going on and a lot on my plate by choice i volunteer with our rodeo and february leading into march is busy time for me we're prepping for March when we have the rodeo so there is a lot that comes my way right now that I say no to people know that if you ask me to do something in March or if you're needing something from me in March the answer more than likely will be no I'm probably not gonna take trips in March although I'm taking one but I made time for it and it all works out but I have decided that in March my time, what I'm using my time for, what I'm dedicating my time to is my volunteer work with Rodeo Austin. So a lot of other things get a no. And that's self-care to me because that is me spending my time in a way that I love for something that I care about. So protecting your time, saying no is one way. I think another way of Protecting your time or managing your time in a way that is caring and will show self-care is having downtime. Time Time for you to do whatever moves you or doesn't move you, right? If it's just vegging on the couch, if it's reading a book, if it's taking a walk, that can be whatever you want. So when I say downtime, it doesn't necessarily mean that you're sitting on the couch, vegging watching TV. It's doing something that recharges you, that's gonna feed your soul. And so that is one of the reasons that I think it's really important to know what you want from life so you know what feeds your soul. Um, Another important thing around time and self-care is transition time. We go, go, go. We go from work. Some of y'all have to pick up kids. We go to our volunteer activities. We're meeting friends out. We're coming home to make dinner, if it's just for us or if it's somebody else. We have side hustles. We have to care for other people. And we don't always allow that time to just take a beat from work 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 all day and being on and performing at work to coming home to interact and to be with other humans in a different capacity or to go to a volunteer project or maybe to go to a second job or to come home and just leave all of that for the day and now be in a place where you can recharge and rejuvenate. And so transition time for me when I was working in a nine-to-five after commuting 30 to 45 minutes home would be walking through the door from the garage to the kitchen and going to the pantry and numbing, snacking, just mindlessly grabbing whatever I could grab For a few minutes before I even went upstairs to put on my lounge clothes, that stopping in the pantry was my signal that the day was over and I was home and I could relax, right? But it wasn't a healthy transition. I was eating things that weren't good for me. I was eating extra calories. I was mindlessly eating And it was nothing that was feeding my soul or my body what it needed. So when I figured that out and I really stopped to think about what am I doing? I realized that that was my moment to kind of just like take a beat and, okay, the day is over. And it was, and again, it was mindless. I would put my purse down, open the fridge and grab chips and hummus pita and hummus or grab chips out of the pantry instead of going upstairs throwing on my lounge clothes maybe sitting for a minute and just breathing maybe closing my eyes for just five minutes not really a nap but just some time between okay all of that was work and everything that I did and all that I'm gonna have to do again tomorrow to right now for these next few hours, what do I need? Do I need to make dinner? Do I need to maybe go out to dinner with friends if I don't want to cook? Do I maybe need to pick something up? This was before all the delivery things were available. Go get something that's healthy. Plan in the future to have healthy things in the house. Do I want to read a book for a few minutes? Do I want to relax for a minute and then call a friend or call my mom? But just designating some time to say, okay, that part of the day is over. Here comes this next part of the day. And right now is just a minute or five or 10 to do nothing or to do something that relaxes me, but really just intentionally taking the time to acknowledge that that first part of the day is over and this next part of the day is starting. And what do I want from that? Just two minutes just to think, okay, this is a shift. I can leave all of this behind And now I can move into this part of my day. And that same transition time can be applied to the morning. You wake up, give yourself a few minutes to journal and plan your day. Or if you don't want to journal, if you're not into planning, give yourself a few minutes when you wake up. Before you check your email, before you go to social media, before you turn on the news, to just say to yourself, this is what I want my day to look like. This is how I want to approach the day. And then you have your commute or you commute to your home office. And when you sit down to your desk as you're transitioning into work, take a beat and declare what you want Say Okay, now I'm moving into work and this is how I want to show up for this part of my life. Transition time will help your brain focus on what you're doing and why. And so you're not always scattered and feel like things, people are pulling you in all the directions. So that's what I mean by transition time. I think downtime is daily, like or several times a day where you can just for for a couple of minutes or for a little while, kind of check out and relax. Time away is when you can do that for a longer period of time for a few days where you can really recharge your batteries. And it can be a good staycation that can be time away. If you can really disconnect from those daily obligations that we have and maybe pull in some of the pampering self-care that we'll talk about or being extra, extra intentional about your foundational self-care. So you don't have to book a week in Tahiti for time off. It could be the weekend, but it could be a weekend where you really are disconnected from the things that you feel are obligations and connected to yourself and the things that will recharge you. And the last thing I want to say about protecting your time will kind of go back to planning, but it really is about planning in some things that you enjoy and that you love and that you think are fun because when you when you're doing that time flies when you're having fun that's the same for a reason when you are having fun and spending time with people that you love doing things that you love or spending time alone doing things that you love time flies when you're dreading what you're doing and wishing that you were somewhere else doing something else that's when time drags so planning intentional time for things that you love protecting your time by saying no planning your time so when you are doing things you're focused on what you're doing and you're not wishing you were somewhere else you'll know when you're doing what so when you're on activity a you're not thinking about How am I going to get activities B, C, and D done? You know when they're going to be done. Um, And then planning downtime, planning time off, and planning fun time. And during all of that, when you're moving from maybe work all day and you have some fun time planned at night, taking a beat in between those, to transition from work, work, work to fun or to transition from family time to alone time. So that is what I have for you today around self-care. Protect your time, it is precious. And somewhat coincidentally, I am doing a webinar in March on taking control of your time. So watch your emails and watch my Instagram for information on when that webinar will take place. If you wanna continue this conversation, I invite you over to the Curate Your Life Facebook group. It's a group of like-minded women who are focused on creating lives that they love. Until next time.